Welcome home. As you listen to New Life the Fort, may you continue to experience the fullness of joy, life, and Christ in the days ahead. Come on, let's give Jesus the best clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may all be seated. Thank you for the warm welcome. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With me right now, you know, um, my wife. And um, we, I've been married to her for 20 years now. And that's a miracle. That she's still in love with me until now. We have two children, 19 years old and 18 years old. They are not with me today. They are part of the ministry also. My, daughter's, all, my daughter is also leading the worship. And then my son, I'm playing the keyboard. Uh, so we're a happy family, serving the Lord just like Pastor, Al, Pastor Alvin, Pastor Mitch. You know, totoo sabi, Pastor Alvin, uh, Mitch, that we were classmates. And I will never forget this time when we were classmates. If there is a one person, because I've be, I been given a chance to share sa Bible school that time, NLSM pa noon. And um, while I am sharing, maybe he was being led by the Spirit to stand up. So he stood up and put a money on my feet like that, not on the ground. When he did that, most of our classmates also stood up and they put all this money. And, then, and that was, I think, 12 years ago. <laughs> that was many years ago. So if Alvin and Mitch, your pastor, let me tell you. The seed that was been sown into my life until now in Tondo is still growing and growing. The first, the last time I was here, when I spoke to the youth, as a full book, fully booked pa nun, is the venue. And um, since then, I had this dream that I'm going to share pulpit with Alvin. And um, I was with him in Davao, sharing to the pastor's conference in Faith Tabernacle Church. Etienne, Alvin, and I was being sent by Pastor Paul to preach to all these old pastors, <laughs> older pastors, let me say it. <laughs> and um, we were so, uh, me, myself, with Alvin and Etienne, especially Pastor Alvin, ang, ang sarap kasama. You know, ang kulit. <laughs> but we're just laughing and then I, I've learned a lot from him. In fact, I preached two of his message in our church. And the people were so blessed they thought it was mine. So I just need to give the credit to him because I'm in his house. <laughs> but I, I really honor your pastor. Pastor Mitch, thank you for allowing me to be here. Just to share the pulpit, just to be here. You know, um, it's such an honor. I born in Tondo, I grew up in Tondo. And until now, we stayed in Tondo. And um, when you grew up there, when you've seen enough hell, you know, the first thing you, that will come up to your mind is, I need to move out from Tondo. But not us. Because our decision, our commitment is to stay in Tondo for the rest of our lives. Until Jesus come. <laughs> we will be there. And um, of course, if my children decided to move out, then that's fine. It's their faith and commitment. But me and my wife, we are still staying there. We live there, right there in the, in the middle of Tondo. Have you been to Tondo? Can you please raise your hand if you've been to Tondo? It's the safest place to live, right? It's most peaceful, beautiful. 
know, that is Tondo, actually. The most densely populated in the world, according to Mr. Google. Most densely populated, not, you know, not exaggeration. That's how they portray Tondo. So what is your dream, Pastor B, about Tondo? It's to build the biggest church? Of course not. What's your dream? My dream is to change the mindset of the whole Filipino people that when they mention Tondo, they are not going to think, ay, nakakatakot. You know, it's unfair. When we were in the airport, I'll take taxi, sabihin ko, bring me to Tondo. Ay, sorry. It's not easy to take taxi going to Tondo. It's not easy. So my mindset is, my dream is to change the mindset of the people that when I mention Tondo, oh, I love to be there, just like Boracay. Is that possible? Of course. It's like when you mention Tondo, there's something happening there that people love to go. And let me tell you, it's happening now. It's happening now. The church is growing. Glory to Jesus. People are coming just to attend the church. We also have before six service. So I'm used to this. So now it's down to five because we've just moved in into our brand new church building with a 500 seating capacity every service. And so we are, so, and I'm like what Pastor Mitch declared a while ago, no left the fort, you're next. <laughs> Amen? To have your own facility, your own building. And that's, we, we agreed on that. We believe on that. When you were there in Tondo, you know, it's so easy to see obvious sin. It's so easy. But I'm glad. Because one time, a, a very intellectual people told me, you know what, Herbie? He studied this. You know, you know what, Herbie? A person become like this because of five reasons. Role model, environment, experience, lifestyle, upbringing. That's why he is like that. So if you have a lack of role model that's a good one, then you're going to be like that. If you, have, if you grew up in that kind of environment, if you, if you have that kind of lifestyle, if you've been into that kind of upbringing, that kind of experience, so you, what, what can you do? That's why that person's just like that. But I realize, because my father is a real gangster. <laughs> he's a commando gang. So he's drunk hard, and, but now he's born again, of course. But before, I don't have a good role model in life. I grew up in an environment that uh, I have this different lifestyle. I, when I was in grade 6, that's where I put my first tattoo here. And uh, tattoo artist put SSC. I taught San Sebastian College. Yung pala, Sigi Sigi Commando. When I was in grade 6, when I was in grade 6, I took a pen, stabbed my classmate in the head. You know what they called me before in Tondo? Herbing Demonio. You can check it on CBN Asia. They make a small movie of my life about that. That's why I remember when we, were, when, we were, when we have a class reunion. It's funny when you do class reunion, no? Like 20 years ago, 10 years ago, when you're asking your classmate, I asked one of our best mathematics students. He's really, he's really good in math, but right now she's ended up a vendor in Divisoria. Napalina, poison for the cockroach. And then what about our Prince Charming, si Charlie? Makita, kamusta na siya ngayon? Yung Prince Charming namin. Now, Cinderella na ngayon. <laughs> this is funny when they ask me. They ask me, this is, this is the way they ask me. Demonio, how are you? What about you? How are you, Demonio? Kumusta ka na? Um, believe me or not, I'm a pastor now. 
Let me tell you, they never clapped their hands. They said, where? That's impossible. That's unbelievable. That you're a pastor now. Let me tell you. You know what brings change to a person? It's not about your environment, experience, lifestyle. It's about a person. And that his name is Jesus. Jesus can change you while you are on that environment. A person can be changed even though you don't have a good role model. A person can change even though you have that kind of lifestyle for many years now. A person can be changed. I'm glad that the Lord put that into a person, not into a religion. The Lord put that into everything. You know what's good in that? That we are in a person right now, in the person of Jesus, that our lives have been hidden with Christ. The good thing on that is He knows you perfectly. God is always perfect in all His ways. Amen. Amen. But He's not perfectionist. Are you glad God is not perfectionist? Because if He is perfectionist, there's no snake in the Eden. If He is perfectionist, He cannot work with you because you're imperfect. But because you're imperfect, perfect. Why? Because God is perfect that can work with your imperfections. I remember my son when he's trying to learn how to walk. Every time he will fall down, I will catch him first. But I cannot count it with my fingers how many times he fall. But I realize, just like our daddy God, God is not interested on how many times you will fall. He is interested on how many times you will rise up and walk and approach the daddy God. Amen? He's more interested on that. Have you imagined? Have you imagined? Because I know these people will ask. Because we know the Bible said that um, because of the disobedience of one man, death entered, right? And who's that one man? Adam. And Adam, that one man, is the reason for all this thing. So I'm sure when everybody go to heaven, he will look for, andali pang hanapin ng address, A, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> so he will look for Adam and ask, why? I'm sure there will be a lot of Filipino on the line. Adam, bakit? Why did you eat? Ikaw ang salarin. Why you did that? I know Adam, what, how, you know what will, what will be the answer of Adam? He will go to his, he'll go to his door and said, what is your question? Why? Why you ate that? If you were in my place, you will do the same. <laughs> for sure. For sure. If, you, if we were in his place, we will do the same. Have you imagined, tas ngayon kamay ng may mga anak na. Those who have, you have children. Okay? If you have children, have you imagined next time you're going to get pregnant? If you're going to get pregnant again, I'm talking about the mothers, not the father, of course. If you're going to get pregnant and have a child, and then he, he, the Lord will give you a glimpse of the future, that you will see that your child will be another Hitler will be a rapist, will be a killer. Are you still going to have a child? No? Yes. Or kahit anong tanong ko, di kayo sasagot. <laughs> are you still going to have? Come on, are you still going to have? If you knew that your next child will be a killer, will be a certified sinner, are you still going to have? You know why? Look, the Bible said that if... Is, she's the one who starts the sin, right? She's the one who being tempted by the enemy and then approached Adam, her husband. So when Eve ate, ate that, where is Adam? He's there. He's there. He knew everything that's happening. Adam is there. And then when, Adam, when Eve ate that, 
He gave it, she gave it to Adam, and then Adam, <laughs> Eve, I found out, means mankind. The whole mankind, after Eve ate it, fall into sin. So sin is in all of mankind because of Eve through Adam, right? And Adam was there. You know what's the difference now? Jesus, the Bible says the second Adam, has been there, knows everything what is happening, right? Yeah. You know what, what Jesus did like second Adam? He went there willingly and took the sin and ate it. Why? Why? As we always think about this, if I knew that he was going to fall into sin, if I knew that my child will be the next killer, the next Hitler, I'm not going to have it. Why? Because we always focus on problem. We always look into what's going to be the result. If that's, you know what, what's the best in our God? Even though he knew all this thing, he provided the sin offering before the foundations of the world so that today your sin are no longer problem for Jesus. Why? He knows exactly what will happen in the future. He knows exactly how many times you're going to fall into sin, but still, he's willing. I remember Adam, Abel and Cain, the son of Abed Adam, right? Cain fall into sin because of the wrong offering, Right? And then Abel did, did well. We know that Cain killed Abel. Tama. And then we thought that um, Cain is really a hopeless man because he killed Abel. What happened, what amazed me is this. I never thought this before. But I found in the book of Genesis chapter 4, I think verse 7, the Bible said that um, if you do well, then... No problem. But if you did not do well, sin is what? Lies at the door. Right? That's, your, that's there in your Bible. That sin lies at the door. If you did not do well. Although the scholars are debating about this scripture. But the Bible said that sin lies at the door. It's not waiting for you. If you did not do well, if you fall into sin, if you made the wrong offering, there is sin lies at your door. You know what that means? That sin referring to that sin is referring to a sin offering. It's like a lamb in front of the door that if Cain did not do well, he can open the door and took the lamb and offer it again the way Abel offered. It means God is the God of second chance. Even to Cain. Even to him. So to everybody who think that you blew it up, don't worry, you have second, third, fourth, fifth million chances to our dad-loving God. Amen? Let's go into the Word. Amen? <laughs> Joshua chapter 1 verse 11. I just thought about, need to discuss that. Joshua 1 11. Pass through the camp. My, top, my title is about the loudest shout in a closed mouth. You know, what would be the loudest shout that you can do when your mouth is closed? Joshua 1.11, pass through the camp, command the people, say, saying, prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over to Jordan. Go into possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And you know what? This promise been said to Moses 40 years ago. 
When, when, when Moses passed away, this time, the baton is in Joshua. The Lord never changed His promise. Amen. When He promised, it's there. It's always, you know, you can change. Pero yung promise niya, it will never change. It's always yes and amen in Christ. And His promise to the people, after 40 years, now it comes to a manifestation. Parang ito na yon. It's time that um, we will see the manifestations of this promise. But let me tell you, it takes a fight to get it. The Bible says, fight a good fight of faith. Amen? They're still fighting. They're still fighting. But don't worry. No, when I say there is fighting, you know what the word said? It's going to be God who will fight for us. It's not your own effort. It's not you fighting the devil or whatever. It's God who fought for us. The fighting I'm talking about is fighting of faith. Amen? Amen. Can you raise your hand? Who among you wanted to go to a higher level of your life? Then expect for a greater devil. <laughs> At the same time. Because every time we go higher, there's much more responsibility. Every time we go deeper, you meet different demons. Actually, Different, cha different challenges. Most of those promises and visions and dreams are coming with greater challenge, whether you deny it or accept that. They're coming with greater challenges. If you want new spaces, they're coming with greater challenges. If you want to reach out for people, you want to do another project, you want to do another thing, another career, there's always greater challenges facing, waiting for us. And in chapter 6 of verse 1 and 2, the Bible said that Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. Securely, closed, no one can enter. Verse 2. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, say this with me, See? see. I'm glad that the Lord ne never said, Hear? The Bible said Psalm 34, Not hear and know. The Bible said, Taste and see. When it comes to His goodness, it's not enough for you to hear other, the goodness of the Lord in other people. The best thing is you see it for yourself. You experience it for yourself. You're not just hearing it. Amen. Amen. You're, you're experiencing it, it in your own personal life. And then the Bible said that the Israelites have no choice but to pass through this wall. They don't have any choice. Can you say this with me? No choice. Sometimes we are always being into that kind of position that you don't have a choice. And choices are powerful. I always hearing this to Pastor Paul. He said that your choice will be your decision. And then your decisions end up to be your destiny. He's just telling, reminding us that your choices that you're making every day will turn into a decision, end up sometimes that you will be like that because of those choices that we're making. No choice but to pass through this undefeated wall of Jericho. Why? Because that's the way to promised land. That Jericho is the way to promised land. Let me give you a hint or a, a, an info. The outer wall of this wall is six meter high and two meters thick. One meter, it's from here at the, on, the, on, the, on the middle of your chest up to the point of my finger. That's one meter. So if the thick is two meters, dalawang ganyan. So it means it's really thick. This, I'm talking about only the outer wall. And then the inner wall is very formidable because it's nine meters high, nine meters thick, and was been used track for racing chariot. In, yung pinakatap ng inner wall, dun nagre-race yung chariot. So you see, 
yung, yung kanyang high and thick wall city, it's there's been set on a hill. Itong wall na ito. The top wall is 8 to 10 story building. When you see the top wall, so try to imagine how this, in a military standpoint, this is a very good mighty fortress. This is formidable. Talagang secured ka pag nasa loob ka itong wall na ito. Why? It's so thick that it's not easy to destroy it. There are some thoughts in some people just because you've been there longer enough that because these vices or habits or behavior has been there longer enough, it's just like this wall na impossible nang mawala. Na hindi madaling matanggal. It's not easy sometimes to give up this kind of wall. So that you will have an idea. When I mention about wall, I'm going to talk different areas of our lives that are referring to your own wall. Because later on, there is something here in the story that nung bata pa ako, when I was a child, it amazed me when my lolo telling me about the story that through shouting, the walls of Jericho collapse. So it's amazing, right? But when I grew up, I realized what really amazing it's not because of a shout the wall collapsed. What is amazing in this story? You want to know? Yes. Oh, sige, lang yata. Do you want? Are you interested to know? Yes. What is amazing in this story? That's not just because the wall collapsed only by shouting. What amazed me is this. I'll tell you if you're just going to give your whole attention. Are you ready for the word? Yes. Introduction palang palayon. <laughs> For a military standpoint, normally, or military perception, a successful attack for Jericho will take six months to one year. But we know the story. It took them one Sunday. It took them one week. Just one week for a successful attack. But for a studies, that kind of wall, six months to one year. Para mo matalo. So it will take, uh, take a lot of efforts. Para mangyari yun. I am reading Joshua chapter 6. Malalim tong tanong na ito. Bago mag chapter 6, anong chapter muna? A revelation yun ha. In chapter 5, there's something happens before chapter 6. Because in chapter 6, the Lord's talking about, now I have been given you, see, the kings, all of these mighty men of valors, it's yours, so go ahead, possess the land. But before chapter 6, Chapter 5, may nangyari. Something happens in chapter 5, verse 13. The Bible said, And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted his eyes and looked. Behold. By the way, before I proceed, always remember when you are reading your Bible, get the cross in mind and divide the Bible into two covenants. Like if this is in the old or in the new. Okay? Because we are reading in where? Old Testament. That's why Joshua lifted his eyes. You know what today? The kingdom is in our hearts. Sometimes by faith people are asking, are looking outward thing to come first before they said, I got it. This time you don't need to look up, look out because it's in you. You have the hope of glory in you. Amen? So you just need to look in you. Christ is in you. So in the Old Testament, he said, he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, capital M, a man stood opposite, next, stood opposite with him 
with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or an enemy or an adversary? And then he, he said, No. But as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord said, of the commander of the army of the Lord said to Joshua, Take your sandal off. For the place, the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Why this is important? Because first, look at this. The Bible said, take your sandal off. You know what? In the Old Testament, you will notice that when, God, when Moses had an encounter with God, the, God told to Moses, take off your shoes. Why? Because the ground is holy. He said this also to Joshua, take off your shoes because the ground is holy. You know the difference right now? In Acts chapter 12, the angel of the Lord came to Peter and said, put on your shoes, we're going out. And then in Luke chapter 15, the prodigal son, the father said, give the shoes to him, wear, wear it to him. And then in Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible said, put on the shoes of the gospel. In the Old Testament, take out your shoes because the ground is holy, the place is holy. In the new covenant, put on your shoes. Why? In the old, the holiness is in the outside as in, and also in the place where God is. But in the New Testament right now, the Lord doesn't need to tell you to take off your shoes. Why? Because holiness is not in the place but is in you. And that is Jesus Christ. Amen? That's why the Lord said to Joshua, take your sandal off. So when you are in the presence, don't expect a word, Lord, do I need to take off my sandals? Unless you have to. But because we are now in the presence of the Lord. Where in the Old Testament, it's the seasons of visitation. But now, He's not just visiting. It's He is resides in each one of us. His majesty resides in us now. Amen? What happened, Pastor Herbie? On that chapter 5, you know what happened? Number one, he encountered the person of Jesus. You will notice in the Bible, every battle been fought. Every battle. The Lord will send his general to tell to the people, don't worry, we will fight for you. Every battle. Every battle, the Lord will going to send to Gideon, to Samson, to Abraham, to David, to those people. The Lord will send an angel. To tell, to remind that this battle is not yours. And if you're going to fight the battle, don't worry. We are going to stand with you. Just to assure us. To assure us that in the battle, God went ahead of us. What about now? How much more now? How much more now? Do you want to know what's your greatest battle now? A lot of people thought my greatest battle now is cancer. My greatest battle now is leukemia. Financial problem. Marital problem. My depression is my greatest battle. My battle now is my children, my spouse. Let me tell you, that's not your greatest battle. Do you want to know your greatest battle now? Yes. The greatest battle of yours right now was being fought by Jesus Christ when he went alone into the greatest battle of all time. Where is that? On the cross. The commander of the army of the Lord can even wink his eye to send a legions of angels to destroy every one of them. But you know what? He went alone to defeat the greatest battle of sin and death 
for each one of us, cancer, leukemia, finances, depressions, whatever things that you can name, that's not your battle. It's already been won on the cross. The greatest battle right now is on the inside of you, your mind. Your mindset. That's why the Bible said, renew your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to have a mindset that this is not my battle. Flesh and blood, I wrestle not, but against principalities. That's our battle right now. The best thing in this story, Joshua encounter first the person of Jesus. Kakatwa yung tanong. Nagtanong si Joshua, Sabi niya, nilabas niya pa yung sword niya. Are you with us? Or an adversary, an enemy? And then, buti hindi siya sinabi, eh, wrong question, anak. The question is, not are you with us, are you with me? You know what? That's the best questions you need to ask right now. Because Jesus is always with us in the world. But the question is, is He with you? That's why we don't believe in universalism. That's everybody saved. We need to make a decision to accept Jesus Christ in our hearts. Amen? The question is, are you with me, Lord? Joshua said, are you with us or an enemy? I'm glad ne Jesus never said that. Never answered that question. Why? Matik na yun? Alam niya na na. Hindi ko ma-imagine if I'm not going to be with you. The question is, are you with me? Because that what happened to Joshua. First, he encountered the person of Jesus before any battle won. Number two, he encountered his, the position of God. You know where he found himself? When he said, are you with us or an adversary? And then Jesus said, I am the commander of the army of the Lord. What happened to Joshua? When he saw himself... The position of God and Himself. Sabi mo nga sa katabi mo, can you tell this to you? Alamin mo kung saan ka lulugar. English. You need to know where your place. <laughs> Minsan kasi we are better than God. <laughs> Minsan kasi hindi natin alam kung saan tayo, saan tayo po position, where, where is really our position. Joshua find, found himself in the position of God, where, where God is and where He is. You know what happened to him? He found himself bowing down. That's where I found out that this is not an angel. That this commander of the army of the Lord is the pre-incarnated Christ. Why? If this is an angel, and then Joshua fell down on his feet and worshipped, you know what, what the angel will do? Oh, stand up! I'm only a servant just like you. He did that to John and Peter. But because this is not just an angel, this is the pre-incarnated Christ. He came as the commander of the army of all of this angel. And then Joshua find, found himself on the feet of Jesus Christ. That is the best place to be. You know what? In His perfect will. The best place to be is on the feet of Jesus that's the best place to be where you find yourself humble. His position is humility. You know what? Humility, that is the kind of thing that no weapon can go against. When you go to a place of humility, remember when Israelites crossing the Red Sea? They just went to a place where the enemy cannot touch them anymore, where the enemy cannot go. 
That is where the Lord opened up the Red Sea and all of them, but they are all crossed over on the dry land. And then all these people, these Egyptians are trying to catch them. Why? Because those Israelites took all the golds. So all those Egyptians are first wanted to bring them back and bring back also their golds. And you know what? When they were, the Egyptians were on the Red Sea, the Lord make sure that your enemy cannot go anymore. In the place I will put you. You know what's that place? Humility. When you go to a place of humility, pride will die there. When you go to a place of love, lust will die there. When you go to a place of generosity, stinginess will die there. Just go to a place where Jesus is. And there's no more fighting. There's no more like, what will I do? What will I do? You know who, but perdition and so sorry, it doesn't matter. Go to a place of humility. Suddenly forgiveness will be released. What happened here? He encountered the presence of God. Before the battle, he encountered the person of Jesus Christ. And then he encountered the position of Jesus in his life. And then he encountered the presence of Jesus in his life. Your fasting. If you're fasting, if you're praying, if you are serving, doing the ministry, if you are worshiping, singing, that's good. But that is all outward. That are all outward expression of what is really happening on the inside. But what is more powerful if you will all do that in a place of humility? When we worship, you know, when we worship, that is the place where we are all the same. No status, no position, no age, no look. We are all in the same place under His presence. We're all the same. We are all beggar wanted to have a salvation from Jesus. When we are under His presence, we are all the same. But so sad, other people are still thinking themselves. When they worship, Nako, baka nakaitingin sa akin yung katabi ko ah. Naku, ano kaya iniisip sa akin pag nagtas ako ng dalawang kamay? Let me tell you, they are not thinking of you. They are already thinking a lot of things pampadagdag ka pa. No, they are not thinking of you. So don't think of yourself. When we worship, we look to Jesus. Amen? And it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter. And you, listen, when you honor Jesus, you don't lose anything. When we worship, when we lift up our hands, our voices, when we cry, when we laugh, when we offer our, our, our time, our efforts to Him, you're not losing anything. So don't try to think, ano kaya iniisip ng iba sa akin? Just look to Jesus when you worship because there's something happen. There will always going to be a good thing can happen in His presence. I know people na talagang they're fighting for these vices but when they hit the presence of God, these vices for 20 years is gone. Under His presence. Under His presence, even the will of man sometimes can be overrided by the will of God. Remember this cart? When the Ark of the Covenant been captured by the Israelites? Have you remembered that story? If you remember that, they put the Ark of the Covenant under the back of a nursing cow. Why? What's the purpose? What's the purpose why they took that? Why there is no driver, only two nursing cow, never been hitched, never been yoked. And then they put the covenant on a cart on the back of these two cow, nursing cow, a mother cow. So their calf is, they took the calf of this mother cow and put into this house. And then they put the Ark of the Covenant. They said, this priest of the Palestine priest, they said, if 
the cow went straight into that place without driver, without instruction. Just go straight because normally the mother cow, yung pusa, tukuhanin yung ginagawa ko dati, ninanakaw ko yung kuting. Hinahanap ng pusa eh. Nung, yung cut yung kitten eh. So this mother cow, matik yun, they will what? Turn back. What? Mother instinct. Natural instinct. He will go back. You know what the Bible said in 2 Samuel chapter 4, I think, and 5? What the Bible said? That mother cow never turned left, never turned right. It went straight. Who's driving him? The Ark of the Covenant representing the presence of God. It was the presence of God that pushing, that really driving those nursing cow. When you are under His presence, you know what will drive you? His peace. His pre- because in his, in, in his presence, there is peace and there's fullness of joy. You will be driven by this kind of peace. You will be driven by this kind of joy under His presence. So please, when we are worshiping, soak yourself into the presence of the Lord. Amen? Just be who you are. This is also the time where you can come as you are. You don't need to pretend. Just be real. Amen? Lalo pagkasama mo yung anak mo, don't think of him. Si daddy, kanina, sasabihan ako ngayon, nag-worship. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind what your, what your spouse will tell you. Kanina nag-away kayo, di ba? Ngayon, nag-worship, worship ka. Never mind. Just worship Jesus. Even if you know that this guy sitting beside you is angry at you. Just worship. Baka mamaya makonvict siya. Hallelujah, maka-worship na nga din. Tapos magkahawak na kayo ng kamay, worshiping Jesus. <laughs> That's what happened to Joshua. He encountered the presence of Jesus. And then, the, Jesus said, prepare. We will do this thing. I promise that I will be given you Jericho. What he encountered? The promise of God. Hapat na, sana lang. He encountered the promise of God. What happened when we encounter the promise of God? You know one thing about His promise I found out? It will start in a dream of yours and then you will make a decision and then the, after you made the decision, there will be some delay and then it will come to a point parang dead end na. But after you pass all over that dead end, you will see your deliverance and then end up to your destiny. When it comes to His promise, sometimes sometimes it won't happen right away. But it will go from that dreams, decision, delay, dead end, deliverance, and then destiny. So let me tell you, in Christ, all these promises are all yes and amen. It will come to pass. It will come to pass. What happened is this. After that, then the Lord tell Joshua, okay, here's the plan. Completo na. Number one, he encountered the person of Jesus before the battle. Before the battle, he encountered the position of Jesus in his life. And then after the battle, he received the presence of Jesus. And then the promise of Jesus. And then now, the plan of Jesus. Oh, ngayon. Are you ready for the word? Yeah. <laughs> Introduction pa lang pala yun. <laughs> Here's now the word. <laughs> 
this what really amazed me. After he got those five very important truths, principles in our Christian life, this is what amazed me. Not how the wall collapsed. Kaya hindi yun ang emphasize ko. But what happened here? You, 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 need, you want to know how many people inside the Jericho wall that they need to fight? You need to know that, right? 2,000 people. You want to know how many Israelites army that they have that time to fight those 2,000 strong army of Jericho? 600,000. They were 600,000 versus 2,000 people. Kinuwenta ni Daryl, 300 is to 1. PT ka nalang ng ilong, talo na sila. This is 300 is to 1. Right? You know what's, what's the hardest thing here? Yung 600,000, nakita nila, 2,000 lang ang kalaban. They know exactly what to do. The hardest thing for God's plan is when you know exactly your plan is, your own strategy, you'll never ask God for His own plan for your life. Why? Because chicken feed, money sa platito, kayang-kaya. We're 600,000, there were only 2,000 people. And then day one, Joshua said, Okay, here's the plan. What's the plan? We will go and possess the land. All those 600,000 people, when Joshua said, Are you ready to possess the land? Those 600,000 shouted, Ahu! Ahu! <laughs> kayang-kaya. But, Number one instruction. Ano yun? Shut up. Close your mouth. Walang magsasalita. Don't ever say any word. No problem. You know what? Why God tell that? God knows His people. For 40 years, this is where they are good at to complain, to murmur. Yung iba sa inyo, dyan magaling. Umangal, mag-complain. And you know what? After that, day one, they are ready to kill. You can see in their eyes the toughness. Come on, let's go. Possess the land. They march. The ground shook like from the Lord of the Rings. The dust. And they march seven times. Pagkaikot, sabi ni Joshua, let's go home. March lang, walang nangyari. So, sa isip pa, okay. Okay pa rin. Day one lang eh. They went home without saying anything. And then when they were in the camp, but kaya, no? But hindi pa, no? Kayang-kaya, okay, we can do that. Day two, they woke up early in the morning. Rose up early in the morning. Joshua shouted, Are you ready to possess the land? Those 600,000, eh, ito na, hindi nangyari kahapon. Now is the day. Woo! Ahu! Ahu! Excited! Why? Because you know the end result, alam na nilang mananalo eh. Let's go! And then they march up, shut up. They march, going to the, to the Jericho wall. After they march, went around, Joshua said, let's go home! Ayana. One person, think. Hindi mm-hmm. masabi shut up eh. But it's there in his thoughts. You know what's the most craziest thing that you can say? Yung ganito. Yung gano lang. Ang laki na ng message. That's a, that's a whole sentences already. Everybody, in their own mind, doubting. Nangyari. Kayang-kaya na. 
Day three. Ah, okay, ito na yan. Day three. Are you ready to possess the land? 50%. Ahu, ahu. The other 50, wala na. Under 50. And then they came. Let's go home. Ayan na, yung 50%. After day four. Are you ready to possess the land? Joshua, the leader said, Come on, let's possess the land. 50%, wala na. Naririnig mo yung shield, kinakaladkad na yung shield. <laughs> ah, let's go. Parang last Sunday din yan. Nangyayari na dati yan. It's just like that's the same old Sunday. And everybody's not excited anymore. No passion, no motivations. Nothing. Just They are just following the leader. But the passion, the hype, no more. You don't feel that anymore. Wala na reason. But they are just doing it. Some people are just do that what they do, but the passion, the reason, the purpose is not there. Compliance requirements. So they're just doing what they do. Naalala ko yung workers namin nag-text, volunteer. Pastor, do we have service? Ang lakas ng ulan. Sabi ko sa kanya, biyak na lupa, may service tayo. Another volunteer asked me, Pastor, I'm sorry I cannot attend. Why? I'm not feeling well. Gas-gas na yan, I'm not feeling well na yan. Listen, hanggat hindi ka nakadextros, feeling well ka pa din. <laughs> Yung mga, those headaches, stomach ache, until you don't have those dextros IV in you, you're feeling well. We have a joke in Tondo, pugot na ulo mo, bitbitin mi ulo mo, umating ka ng church. With your head off, attend the church. Just bring your head. You know what? That's why when your commitment are stronger than your emotion, stronger than what you feel, you're gonna finish it. That's why the church is growing. Not because of this kind of personal effort, own commitment. Because of what Jesus has done in us that caused you to commit, just caused you to become more passionate of what you have to do for other people. Look at this. The world is dying out there. We're still thinking our own feelings and thoughts. Well, the world is dying out there. Day five. Are you ready to possess? Grabe itong leader na to, no? <laughs> Not the same hype on the same day, on the first day, but you will still see these people. Do you think Joshua never felt that? That people are not that excited anymore? Do you think Pastor Mitch and Alvin don't see that when volunteers are not showing up? When us pastor are still on the go of what God calls us to do when people are not backing us up, when people are absent, will people... Do you think we're not affected by that? Let me, t- let me tell you. I know when Joshua is doing that and people are not... are questioning in their mind, following, but just no reason at all. I know Joshua also felt discouraged, just like us. You know, the problem with us, our problem is our problem. Your problem is our problem. We're still thinking about Jesus Festival. We're, think, we're, we're thinking about expenses. We're thinking about what you're going through. And let me tell you, sometimes there are nights that we're still thinking about all of those problems, that not even our own problems. We're thinking about it. So when we are saying, right now I'm standing in front of you as a pastor also of new life. Please don't give up. 
Don't give up on us. Don't give up on your pastors, on your leaders. Even though sometimes there are some questions, is he really hearing from God? Eh, kaya-kaya naman natin itong gawin. But no one is encouraging me. Encourage yourself! <laughs> Encourage yourself! David did that and David encouraged himself in the Lord. Diba sabi niya, sabi ni David, bring me my iPod, ah, iPod. I will worship. I will worship. Do that. Encourage yourself. Question. Do you think God can destroy the wall in day one? Of course. What about in day two? Day three. You know what? In any day, God can collapse the wall, right? In His power. By why He didn't do that? Because the battle here actually is not the wall. The battle here actually is how they will put their trust on Jesus and in their leaders. The battle here is actually about trusting and believing. That's the real battle. That is what's happening outside. It's not your cancer. It's not your depressions. It's not your spouse. It's not your work. It's not your financial problem. It's not your... There's no something wrong with you. You just have to understand that the battle's been won. A mindset of victory. A mindset of Jesus Christ who won for us. Final day, Joshua said, okay, whether you like it or not, whether you are hyped, excited, doesn't matter. As a pastor, as a leader, we will go. We will go. Whether people show up or not, we will go. And then he shouted, come on, prepare. Prepare, take up your shield. Prepare, let's, let's get ready on this. Then the Bible said, put the shofar, the worship team, in front. There's, going, there's something going to happen today. Come on, place it. You know shofar? Hindi yan mel- it's not melodic or harmonious instrument. When you hear shofar, ano lang? It's not really musical actually. But something good about shofar, because shofar is a ram's horn. You cannot get a ram without killing, slaying an animal. And ram's horn, the shofar, talking about redemption. It means, Joshua, the Lord's telling to Joshua, Joshua, it's now the time. Prepare yourself, put a mindset in front of them that they are already redeemed. That they're already answered. Solution is there. Put it in front of them. That's the mindset. And now, make a decision. God cannot bless a decision you won't make. Make a decision now. Come on, let's go. Are you ready to possess the land? I don't care if you will answer or not. Just let's go. And all the people is now following him. And then Joshua said, it's time. All those thoughts, all those ideas, beliefs, experiences that you have done, you have been before in these past few days, forget it. We will shout. We will shout prophetically this time. Shout out natin ito. Everybody stand up. Everybody, never lose your shout, let me tell you. You know, Jesus silent his lips. The Bible said, Ni man. He never opened his lips. While experiencing you, mm, well, all those, lahat mm, mm, he never opened his mouth. Yet, he did not open his mouth. So that today, we can wildly open our mouth. We can wildly open our mouth. Today, I want everybody will shout. 
Magaling tayo pag sumisigaw tayo, pag galit, di ba? Oh, this time, we will shout a shout of victory. Prophetically, we will shout. Let us shout. Let us deal. Principalities through our shouting. Let us deal. Walls. If, if, if depression is your wall, if finances is your wall, if marital problem is your wall, I don't care what's your wall right now, we will shout a shout of victory. We're not going to fight that wall. It's colla- it collapsed already. But our shout will determine the level of victory that we have right now. You know, from victory up to victory after victory. From faith to faith. From glory to glory. Amen? Are you ready to possess the land? Minsan lang to. Minsan lang to. From the top of your lungs, I will count one, two, three. I want you to shout the name of Jesus. Shout in your situation. Shout in your finances. Shout in your family. I don't care about you. I don't know about you. Yung iba, ang gagay ko. Bahala ka. Ayaw mo sumigaw. Mamaya, sisigaw ka rin pagkailangan mo ng tulong. Help! It's better to shout Jesus than help. Are you ready? Are you ready? One, two, three. Let's shout Jesus. Jesus! One more time! One, two, three! Jesus! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Woo! Woo! See, I told you we were related. Woo! We like to shout. I don't know about you, this is the second time I've heard the message, I'm stirred up even more. I'm so looking forward to the very last service because maybe I'll just shoot up into the ceiling, I don't know. But let's appreciate Pastor Herbie. You know, Pastor Herbie didn't know that we've been talking about mindsets the last couple of weeks. And I just believe, you know, God put this very specifically in his heart to kind of cap what we've been talking about. This is a mindset of victory. It really is. And somebody who has a mindset of victory is going to shout in their situation the answer to their situation. Not shout the problem, shout the answer. Amen. And I believe that we've been equipped to do that. Because the year is getting ready to end. And we know that this is a year of fullness. And some of us are still believing for breakthrough. Well, it's just around the corner. Amen. Amen. Now, before we end... It is our custom in this church, it is part of our culture, to bless the gift that has come in. And I believe that Pastor Herbie is excellent ground. Excellent ground. And so I'm going to encourage you, allow God to stir up that giving, because we are a generous church. So that as you impart that into his life, it goes into his family, into his ministry, you have no idea who you're touching. Because what God has put in his heart to touch Tondo, I believe that the people in Tondo can touch the world. As you can touch the world. There is no lost cause. God sees potential in everyone, but he wants them to encounter him. And so as you sow that seed into his life, as we're getting ready to leave, there will be baskets on the outside. Just drop that knowing that you are 
sowing into the future generations of men and women who are going to come out of Tondo, who may stay in Tondo to change that area, to change what people think about it so that it becomes a place known for God's presence, His glory, and God's provision. Amen? Amen. Now I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes because I'm going to give an invitation. Because he talked about humility and he talked about surrender. But the very first time we will ever surrender is surrendering our lives to the one who gave his life for us. In this place of surrender, we now have access when we receive him to everything that he is and all that he has. There are some of you in here that have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today's the day. You don't need to wait any longer. And you know that this message has been stirring something up on the inside of you. And so on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to put up your hand. You knowing that you need Jesus. And when you have him, you have everything. One, two, thank you for your hands already. And three, you may be downstairs, you may be up here, you may be watching on Facebook Live. God has an appointment with you today. So put down your hands and we're going to pray together. All of us are going to pray with you. Repeat this after me. Jesus, Jesus I, thank you I thank you that you gave up your life for me. Today, I lay down my life, down my life to receive yours. To receive yours. The, fullness of life the fullness of life that is meant to be enjoyed, to be enjoyed and overflow overflow to the world around me today I have transferred from death to life from sickness to health from lack to provision and you will cause me to see that every day of my life from here on out thank you in your name I pray Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. For more information, follow us on social media or visit us at newlifetheford.com.